Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Cheesy Get Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Rolling solo tonight. I'm bringing you my first initial rankings. Haven't had any rankings come out yet. We're almost in April. This is going to be my first round of rankings. I'm still fine-tuning, and obviously I'm going to be doing this all the way through up until late August when we're actually drafting teams. I'm talking tonight specifically about redraft. This is not Dynasty rankings, so I want to make that clearly because you're going to hear some names and rankings that might not make sense to you. So I am going for redraft right now. But I will get into Dynasty, obviously, as we go along here as the NFL draft comes out and such. So my objective tonight is to give you my first round rankings for quarterbacks and running backs. But I'm highlighting specifically free agent players and traded players. So players, notable players in fantasy football for quarterback and running back who have either stayed on their same team and re-signed in free agency or they've made a significant move to a new team in free agency, or they've been traded to another team in free agency at quarterback or running back. I'm listing those players specifically in tonight's show. I'm going to follow up on a later episode with my wide receivers and my tight ends with the same protocol. So I'm not running through every single one of my quarterbacks and running backs on this episode, but I am going to share my screen in just a second so you can see my rankings and see who is, you know, above and below the specific players that I'm talking about. But for example, for quarterback, I'm going to talk about Tom Brady. I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not talking about Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray on this particular episode. Those guys didn't move. We'll say them for another time. If you have not yet given a like, a subscribe, a share to the channel, please do that. We are right here on the Fantasy Focused YouTube channel, also available on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Give us a subscribe. It really helps our channel grow. And also leave a comment below. What is your favorite free agent move or what player makes the most sense for them to come back to their team in free agency? Or let me know about a traded player. Try to keep it to quarterback and running back on this particular episode. If you have not yet, also please subscribe to the podcast, Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, anywhere the Believe Network is heard on podcast networks. It much appreciated as well. I've been running with the Candlestick Kids and the TCK pod since 2018. And we are now boosted up as well with the fantasy focused YouTube channel beach. I see you tuning in, man. I appreciate you always. Thank you very much for those of you who like to jump in the comment section. I'm more than happy to have a conversation, but we are getting rolling here after a quick break. Again, Scott Guasco rolling solo tonight. I want to give a quick shout out to our good friend beach and everybody else here. I will get to trade questions in just a little bit. But first off, I'll pull this one up here. Would you accept a Baker Mayfield to San Francisco trade? Absolutely not. No, thank you. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a worse version of Jimmy Garoppolo. We already had Jimmy Garoppolo, and I believe in Trey Lance. So I do not want Baker Mayfield as a 49er fan. All right, y'all, we'll get back to the rest of this episode. Once again, we are doing quarterback and running back, free agent and traded players. First look at our rankings in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Bet Online, and Bob's going to break down our new March Madness promo. We'll be back in just a few minutes. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. 
If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info. Along with great contests, including the bracket contests, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, y'all, I've got my rankings pulled up here. You can see me in the mini screen if you're on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or Facebook. If you're on the podcast, I'm going to break this down best I can. Again, I am not going into every single quarterback. If you have questions about my rankings that you can see, drop them in the comments. I'll maybe hit that at the end of the episode. I'm not going through every quarterback right now. Obviously, these rankings are going to be manipulated and change consistently as we get more information. But as of right now, here's a first look at my quarterback ranks. So skipping right to number six, QB number six is Tom Brady. Now he gets re-signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No big surprise here. Of course, we did think that he was going to retire. He retired, well, he pseudo-retired for about a week and a half. And then he decided to come back, run it back, try again with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who last year, if not upset and didn't, you know, uh, miss their opportunity to beat the Rams late in the fourth quarter when they had a great comeback there, they might have had an opportunity, unfortunately, to get through my Niners, and they might have had a chance at another Super Bowl, but they got upended. The rest is history. So, quote-unquote, unfinished business for a guy that's won seven Super Bowls for Tom Brady, but he was QB3 in 2021, led the NFL in all sorts of passing uh, attempts, yardage, touchdowns. He was QB8 in 2020. That was the first year with the Bucs. He's got top five upside and top three upside once again if those rushing quarterbacks ahead of him, like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, if those guys go down, and last year they stumbled, Josh Allen didn't, but Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson did, if they stumble again, Tom Brady could again be in the top five, top three. So I think you're going to get a value once again for him this year. So Tom Brady for me is at QB6, and I love him returning to Tampa Bay, obviously. Let's go down here to number 10. And again, I am skipping around here just to make sure that everybody understands because a lot of times I do these episodes and I get blown up with people not understanding the way that I'm doing these episodes. All right here. So number 10, I'm going right here to Deshaun Watson. Gets traded from the Houston Texans, of course, missed last year. I'm not going to get into all the Deshaun Watson talk right now off the field, but on the field, traded to Cleveland. First year in the system, first year with the weapons. You're going to hear that a lot on this show with the quarterbacks first year in the system first year with the weapons but he also gets kyler murray or excuse me kyler murray amari cooper right wide receiver from dallas comes over to cleveland as well they might get will fuller also and if that's you know breaks by the time this show ends then you know so be it but that could be an option as well potentially having will fuller deshaun watson is qb five five and four over the last three seasons that he has played. He's QB 10 right now because, A, he could f- still face a 6-8-plus game suspension. We have no idea what, what is going to happen with that. But even if he plays a full season, again, he's been out of football for a whole year. All right? Also, he's moving to a new team with new weapons, needs that rapport. I think athleticism and talent alone makes him top 12. 
And then with Amari Cooper in that offense, I think he's top 10 potential. Could even be better if he clicks early. But right now, he's at number 10. To move down the list here, number 11. I got three guys back-to-back here. So number 10 is Deshaun Watson. Number 11, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson here gets traded to Denver. First year in the system, first year with the weapons, all right? Last year, kind of a down year, the last two years, right? Battled a little bit of injury for the first time in his career. DK Metcalf exploded and then fell off the map. The year before that, wasn't much, and then exploded down the stretch. Tyler Lockett, wasn't much, exploded down the stretch. Last year, first two games, three games for Tyler Lockett, unbelievable, and then kind of fell off down the stretch. So what version of Russell Wilson are we going to get in Denver? Now, nobody's DK Metcalf in Denver. Nobody yet is Tyler Lockett, in my opinion, with the rapport that he had with Russell Wilson. But I will say, overall, with Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, right? Obviously, Jerry Judy and and Cortland Sutton as well. But then Javante Williams, maybe Melvin Gordon still, and Albert O. I think the package overall in Denver is better than what Russ has had in Seattle, maybe ever, right? Nobody's Marshawn Lynch. Nobody's D.K. Metcalf. But as a group. I don't think Russ has ever had the amount of weapons at his disposal than he will have in Denver this year. Now, again, first year in the system, first year with weapons, right? Bob preaches it all the time. We say it on the podcast. That matters. Coaching matters. System matters. So we'll see what happens. But right now, Russ has got top 12 upside, top 10 upside for me. If he stays healthy and all the weapons come through. And honestly, man, if he clicks with these guys early I th- and they let him throw the ball, if Russ is in the top you know, 10 in pass attempts this year, I think he can really surprise next year. I think Russ could be top five potential with this offense, but we'll see what happens in year one. All right, moving down the list here. Aaron Rodgers takes a big dip, losing Devontae Adams, obviously, right? He's extended big money, big contract, yada, yada in Green Bay. Good for him personally, bad for the franchise, bad for the team, bad for, I mean, Devontae Adams is out of town now. And I'll talk about Devontae Adams more individually on the receiver end of this, so not this episode, but just very quickly, there's rumors that Devontae Adams wanted out of there, right? Like Green Bay matched the offer of the Raiders potentially, but he wanted to leave. That's not good rapport, right? So I think Aaron Rodgers still, just because of the camaraderie, just because of the continuity with Matt LaFleur and still Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon and and Aaron Jones, like this offense in general, I think still makes him top 12. But Again, if they don't have a true number one, I don't think Alan Lazard's that guy. They lose MVS. They lose Devontae Adams, obviously. Um, Randall Cobb took a pay cut to be back, but what's what's Randall Cobb these days? Unless they bring in a significant name or a rookie, Amari Rogers comes up or, or they have another set of rookies, I'm just not as excited about it. So Aaron Rodgers still with the touchdown upside. We know they love to throw in the red zone, whatever. So that's still top 12, but top six, top seven, um, I don't see right now. So Aaron Rodgers right now takes a dip. He was at top. He was my number six quarterback before the Devontae Adams trade falls down to number 12. Now let's move down the list here, Derek Carr. So on the other side of the Devontae Adams trade, Derek Carr moves way up in my rankings, right? He was number 26. Now he's number 16. He gets Devontae Adams who was traded to the Raiders. He was QB 13 and QB 12 over the last two years with nothing close to Devontae Adams. All right, so Derek Carr just threw for, you know, almost 5,000 yards, but he's only thrown for over 30 touchdowns one time in his career. That was the second season when he had Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. All right, so I'm concerned about the touchdown upside, but now, if you don't know already, the big reason why um, uh, Devontae Adams went to the Raiders is because he and 
Derek Carr played college together at Fresno State, right? So they have previous rapport. I love that. It's all about continuity. In year one, we'll see what happens, but I do like the upside Derek Carr for me right now. QB 16, this is tough because he could end up outside the you know top 20 if it doesn't click right away, but he could also be top 12 if it does, right? So I like Derek Carr, but right now I still have guys like Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance because of the rushing upside, maybe even Justin Fields because of the rushing upside ahead of Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins ahead of Derek Carr, but we'll see what happens by the time we get to the season. Okay, a couple names. I'll blast through some of these quarterbacks quickly so we can get on to our running backs. Matt Ryan, another big trade, goes from the Falcons to the Colts. First year in the system, first year with the weapons. Before last year, when Calvin Ridley played five games and then disappeared, and now obviously he's out this year for the gambling. Before that, he loses Julio Jones to the Titans. They get Kyle Pitts, and he was overloaded with targets, but still a rookie tight end, had 1,000 yards as a rookie, didn't do much in the offense, right? Cordero Patterson ran the show but he's a hybrid wide receiver kick returner, right? So the Falcons are kind of a mess. They were looking to rebuild. I do like them going with Marcus Mariota, who I'll cover in just a little bit. But Matt Ryan moving on to a veteran team, a team that's able to win right now, a team that could potentially win that division if the Titans stumble at all. I do like Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Great set of weapons there. I think they could still add another wide receiver. Excellent offensive line. Arguably the best running back in Jonathan Taylor in the NFL. Matt Ryan going to the Colts is massive. He's still just number 21 for me because he has no rushing upside. First year in the system, first year with the weapons. So we'll see what happens. But he was at like QB 28 for me before this move. Bumps him up seven positions. I've got him right around Davis Mills, believe it or not, who I'll get into at a later time, and Jameis Winston, who re-signed with the New Orleans Saints. Not much to mention about Jameis Winston, but he did resign with the Saints, so they're going to run it back with him. We know the situation kind of, you know, he's a running gun kind of a guy. We'll see what happens there. Carson Wentz signs with the Washington Commanders, first year in the system, first year with the weapons. This is a quarterback I'm probably going to avoid. I know he's got upside. I know he's had upside in his career. Not thrilled about him necessarily. Um, I love Terry McLaurin. I love Antonio Gibson. Don't really love the rest of this offense. I don't trust the offensive play calling. I don't trust Carson Wentz. He's turnover prone. Uh, that Dallas defense obviously is very good. Philly is generally pretty good. The Giants seem to be getting a little bit better as well. I don't love Carson Wentz. They might be 500 club. Carson Wentz might end up at QB 16 to 18 if he throws a bunch of touchdowns, but I don't see it, and he doesn't have the rushing upside he did early in his career. First year in the system, first year with the weapons. I'll pass on Carson Wentz. Right now he's at QB 23. Marcus Mariota traded to the Raiders excuse me, traded from the Raiders to the Falcons, as I mentioned earlier. I like this a lot. He was QB 10 in points per game just a few years ago before he got injured and then effectively benched for Ryan Tannehill. The rest is history. Ryan Tannehill went on to be QB 7 two years in a row, and then obviously they shipped out Marcus Mariota to the Raiders, and then now he is traded to the Falcons. I love this. This is very surprising to me. He's a Hawaii kid, played at Oregon. I'm a huge fan of him. I thought he was going to stay on the West Coast and go to Seattle but he doesn't. He goes all the way as far away from Hawaii as you can be in the States. And he goes down to Georgia. So I like this a lot, but obviously he's going to need some help. He does reunite with Arthur Smith, his former coach there in Tennessee, but also the coach that benched him. So we'll see what happens with my boy Marcus, but I like the fresh start. Mitch Trubisky right behind him for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is an upgrade from Ben the last two years. All right, top 12 upside with the rushing ability. Say what you want about Mitch. I've got him at 29, which I think is very, very low but I have him this low on purpose because I just don't know what the Steelers are going to do with the rest of the wide receivers, boosting that offensive line, 
play calling after all these years of Ben. What's Najee Harris going to do? Is Mason Rudolph actually in competition with Mitch Trubisky? I think Trubisky's already better than him, but he didn't play much last year sitting behind Josh Allen. So a lot of question marks for Mitch, but I do like him overall. He's at 29 for me. I would imagine he's going to be probably in like the mid to high 20s by the time draft season comes around, assuming he's the starter. Finally, Drew Locke traded when that Russell Wilson trade from Denver Broncos to Seattle. I'm not involved in this at all. There's going to be zero Drew Locke on anything I have a part of in fantasy football this year. He's the starter for now, I guess, but I'm not interested at all. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a rookie, maybe another veteran. Geno Smith is still there, could beat him out potentially. I don't like Drew Locke at all. I know DK Metcalf has his back, and that's super nice of him, but I don't believe in Drew Locke. And in that division with the Cardinals, Rams, and Niners, he's going to get eaten alive. No thank you. And I made a quick mention here of Teddy Bridgewater going to Miami to back up Tua. I've already said, I think Teddy Bridgewater is either the same quarterback or better than Tua in NFL terms. In fantasy, Tua adds a little bit more flash, but I don't, I'm not a huge Tua fan. I've been open about that. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is a great comp to him in case he gets injured. But obviously, I'm not going to have any Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, those are my quarterbacks. I know it's a lot in a short amount of time. I'm going to take a quick break, give a shout-out to our friends at Carefactor, and then I will be back for my running backs and get to some of these questions here. So let me pause quickly and give a shout-out to our friends at Carefactor. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All righty, y'all. Back here, Sky Rolling Solo on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. If you have not yet, please subscribe, hit the bell, leave a comment below. And for you podcasters, please leave us a five-star rating if you feel we deserve that, or give us an honest rating there and leave a comment as well. It helps us boost the channels. Okay, I got into my quarterbacks already. Let's get into the running backs. Not as many running backs to cover, but here we go. Leonard Fournette at number nine. Again, I'm not doing all of my rankings, just the players that moved or re-signed a free agency or a trade. Leonard Fournette re-signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a big surprise here, but just hours before he re-signed with the Buccaneers, he actually had a cup of coffee with the New England Patriots. That would have been a complete mess if we had four viable running backs for the Patriots, but so so it is. Leonard Fournette back with the Bucs, running back five last year in PPR, with Tom Brady, I've got him at number nine right now just because I, I can't move him ahead of Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, assuming he plays, uh, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and then, of course, the big three at the top. So right now, Fournette's at number nine. That feels comfortable for me. Obviously, he's got top five upside, 
We'll see what happens with the rest of that backfield and Tom Brady. Next up, number 18. Again, we're just doing free agents and traded players. Down here at number 18, but higher than consensus right now, James Conner re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals, RB8 in PPR last year. He had over 1,000 total yards and 18 touchdowns. Now, is he going to have 1,000 yards? Probably, all told. Is he going to have 18 touchdowns? Probably not. But still, I think he's got, you know, high-end RB2 upside, and he's got weekly mid-RB2 floor. I think he's an RB20 to 15 every week, unless they bring in another running back, which they probably will in the draft, now that Chase Edmonds is out in Miami. So I do like Chase James Conner. I have him as a target right now, but that's only if draft capital allows. If he's in like the sixth round, I want James Conner all day long as my RB two or three. If he's like the fourth round because of last year's stats, I'll pass. All right, everybody's favorite free agent darling from last year, Cordero Patterson, re-signed with the Falcons. If he's there for the entire offense outside of Kyle Pitts, then I'm all in. But to think that a kick returner turned wide receiver, turned running back out of necessity is going to do all that again and surprise the NFL, I think you're fooling yourself, all right? Things happen in the NFL every year that people don't expect, and they get blindsided, and it works, okay? The Wildcat, all right? Obviously, you have Cordero Patterson last year. Hybrid things happen in the NFL from time to time. Nobody expects them. They can't figure them out from week to week, and they work. Cordero Patterson is no longer a secret. If he gets a bunch of work, that's awesome. But he didn't hold up down the stretch last year. That concerns me. I got him at running back number 24. Obviously, he has a wide receiver ranking also. In PPR leagues, I like him more, clearly, because he can catch the ball quite a bit. Not worried about Mike Davis. And I'll talk about his backup here in just a little bit, Damian Williams. Let's move down to my boy, Heem Mostert. I've got him at number 31 here. Signed with the Dolphins. He should have a chance to start right away. He's got previous rapport with new head coach Mike McDaniel from his days with the 49ers. But my concern and everybody's concern with Raheem Mostert is health. He has two seasons since 2015. This will be his seventh year in the NFL. He has two seasons with 100 touches. Not, not even 100 carries, 100 total touches, just two years out of out of uh, seven for Raheem Mostert. So that's concerning to me, obviously, but I think he comes in with the rapport. Chase Edmonds probably is going to be that third down hybrid back. And then I think, you know, when they get down to the, to the goal line, it would be Raheem Mostert. Let's also not forget about Miles Gaskin, right? So at number 31, I've got Raheem Mostert. And down here at number 43, I've got Chase Edmonds. So Chase Edmonds, I think, is more of the PPR guy that you want, right? Pass downs back. But we saw in San Francisco, right? The Shanahan offense wants to ride one running back as much as they can. That's going to be Raheem Mostert if he's healthy. He has that rapport. Mike McDaniel knows what he can do. And he got hurt on the first play of the game, first play of the season last year, right? On a 10-year, I mean, he was blasting up the Lions and he got hurt. So Raheem Mostert, I think, comes out of the gate as the starter. It's his job to lose because Chase Edmonds is also new. And Miles Gaskin, I've been saying it for two years, seventh-round pick out of Washington. He was never supposed to be the starter. He's played well with opportunity, but he's not better than Chase Edmonds or Raheem Mostert. I think it's both those guys' job to lose. I like him right now at 31, Chase Edmonds at 43. All right, back to the Falcons. Damian Williams, right? 
Last year he got hurt. Two years ago he's with the Chiefs. I think he could potentially be the backup or he's the backup already because he's better than Mike Davis, but he's the backup slash he could win this job outright because they need a wide receiver. Cordero Patterson should play wide receiver and come into the backfield for specific packages. All right. Marcus Mariota is a veer or, you know, if you want to call it kind of an option quarterback, right? He can run very well. He did all that shotgun um, spread offense at, at Oregon. So they could use, Patterson for more of that stuff, but Damian Williams for me could be a better, just true running back, right? Unfortunately, he beat up on my Niners in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, should have won the Super Bowl MVP. He can't stay healthy either, though. He's never had a season of more than 500 yards in the NFL, but he has the burst. That's why he keeps getting jobs. So Damian Williams, to me, is one of the better late round handcuff sleepers. I've got him at running back 49 right now. You might be able to get him in like the 13th round come draft day, 15th round in, in redraft leagues as a handcuff. And if he wins that job or Patterson gets hurt or Mike Davis gets hurt and he's that number two or whatever, I think he could be a complete steal here. So keep an eye on Damian Williams. Although, again, I think the Falcons bring in another running back, whether it be an aging veteran like Le'Veon Bell or something like that, or they could potentially get a rookie in the draft. But as of today, Damian Williams is kind of a sleeper for me at running back 49. All right, just a couple more here way down, but I want to mention them. Deonta Foreman, another sleeper for me, signed with the Panthers. He's got sleeper, handcuff, upside. If CMC goes down, which he has the last two years, Deonta Foreman showed last year he could A, stay healthy for the first time in his career. B, he was a truck, right? If you didn't know Derrick Henry was out, he's got the dreads and everything. Like He was kind of like Derrick Henry light when Derrick Henry went down, Deonta Foreman for the Titans. So Chuba Hubbard did not do much with his opportunity last year. Mike Davis was a top 15 running back, and he can't do anything. Deonta Foreman, if he were to get significant work with CMC going down or even third down work, I think he can really be a sleeper and a surprise too. Don't forget about Deonta Foreman, and definitely, in my opinion, he is the handcuff over Chuba Hubbard, no matter what, for CMC. I'll put that out there right there. Deonta Foreman for the Panthers. All righty, two names left. You're probably not even interested, but I got to mention them here. My boy, Matt Breida from back in the day with the Niners, signs with the Giants. Now, look, you're thinking like, oh, Saquon Barkley is the guy he will never play. That's true, but Saquon doesn't play either. Saquon put in 13 games last year, but I mentioned earlier this year, it felt like seven, all right? If Matt Breida gets time or if Saquon goes down again, Matt Breida has the speed, one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. He has goal line potential. And he has been effective when given opportunity in the NFL. With the Dolphins, the Bills, the 49ers, Matt Breida can get it done. So he's just a handcuff right now. He's not even really a sleeper because I don't want that Giants offense. But if something happens to Saquon Barkley or you have Saquon and you have a last-round pick, Matt Breida is definitely somebody I want on my roster just in case. So keep an eye on him. And finally, Duke Johnson. Don't forget about Duke Johnson. We've all wanted him to be something more than he is so far but he signs with the Bills, all right? J.D. McKissick was going to go to the Bills. He bails. I thought Jarek McKinnon was going to go to the Bills. He doesn't go there. It ends up being Duke Johnson. Nonetheless, it's a pass-catching running back going to the Bills. That's not Devin Singletary. That's not Zach Moss. They want it to be somebody. It could be Duke Johnson. I like this a lot. I don't love the backfield. I don't love the situation because Josh Allen's the RB1 there, but Singletary showed what a running back could do in this offense when given multiple opportunities down the stretch during the final five games. So if Singletary is going to be that guy, he's 5'7". 
Duke Johnson's not much bigger than him, but he's got a little bit more beef on him, and he can catch the ball better than Singletary can. So with those two running backs, plus Josh Allen, right, plus Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox, and now you have O.J. Howard, that's a good offense, right? Brian Dable is now with the Giants, so there's going to be a shakeup in that offense. But before too long, they might even commit to the run a little bit more because of that mix-up at offense. So Duke Johnson, again, deep sleeper, handcuff, but just a name to mention. Whew. All right, y'all. Did you get all my names? <laughs> I hope so. I appreciate y'all hanging out with us. I know it's a lot of information right now with uh, everything laying down. I'm trying to keep these episodes somewhat light and somewhat quick, uh, but now we are at a half hour already. But I want to give you my quick rankings, my quick slots for the running backs and the quarterbacks so far after free agency, after some of the major trades have happened. We still have a couple you know, wide receivers that haven't landed yet, maybe some aging veteran running backs that haven't landed yet. There's a couple quarterback spots left as well, maybe a tight end or two to go and trade or free agency. As those happen, we'll bring them to you right here on the TCK pod. I will be back at a later episode to bring you the wide receivers and the tight ends after the free agent and the trade fallout. So once again, if you have not yet, please make sure to subscribe right here to the channel, fantasy-focused YouTube channel on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, YouTube. And if you haven't yet downloaded our podcast, please do that as well. Anywhere the Believe Network is heard, anywhere podcasts are listened to, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, right, Google Play, uh, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. We are bringing it to you as we speed up here, and the NFL Draft is upon us. Stay tuned right here to the TCK Pod. Bob will be back with you tomorrow, bringing in the boys as well, and I'll be back at a later date as well. Appreciate y'all hanging out with me. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by the Bet on Bet Online AG and the Believe Networks. I'm your host, Scott Guasco. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. We'll catch you again right here on the TCK pod. I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.